This episode is brought to you by Bulldog Yoga, Cubo AI, and BetterHelp. And we are very excited to have them on board, making our show a possibility. Welcome to If These Ovaries <laughs> Could Talk. I'm Jamie. I'm Robin. And we're your hosts. Let me sure. Love is love. How do I get the sperm through custom? I am a lesbian. So I think gay. It's so gay. We need to tell our story. It's not your nuclear family anymore. It's not just your mom and dad. Thing. We're not ruining these little humans. Not for the gay reason. <laughs> just because we stick. <laughs> Hi, Jamie. Hi, Robin. We're in the same room. We're in the same room. So weird. We've done some like interviewee things, but we haven't been in the we same done room. A single. One, not an episode a in a while. Oh my God. So I'm like looking at your face instead of like a computer. I was it's actually weird. just thinking in the bathroom <laughs> on the toilet this morning. I don't know why I have to add that. Fact. Why? why did we I didn't feel need the to need know that even? But not. that's where I was sitting and I was thinking I'm going to Robbins. This is going to be exciting. This is going to be weird. And then I was it's weird that you're thinking this while you're on the toilet. But go ahead. Go ahead. And then I, re- I had the realization that we haven't had a guest in person Mm-mm. for over a year. Yeah. And, and I was thinking how weird it's going to be to be back like, remember, we used to like hang out with them after, and like it would be like we were best friends by the end. And we still feel like we're best we friends, still, even over Zoom. But we were in the same room, and like, I know it's gonna be so weird. And then I was like, are we ever gonna go back to that? I don't know. Because now we've kind of like got a rhythm yeah, with well, this. Also, it takes know? less time and all that jazz. But and asking someone to come all the way to us to like I, etch out three hours of their day. Yeah, I think most people aren't gonna like wanna do it. Yeah. Oh, but it's so nice I mean, to be in person. But the world changed. It sure you know did. what I mean? Like oh the world, God. I'm like obsessively, I'm sitting at my <laughs> dining room table and, and I keep putting my elbows down and there's some sticky nonsense Something for my sticky. children and I can't get it. <laughs> so I'm just like obsessively cleaning. I, I look a little crazy. Mm. Jamie, mm. you know what? I wanted to talk to you about, we have this time. You didn't oh tell she, me this she was doesn't coming. Know, she doesn't know where I'm going. <laughs> Jamie, I'd like to talk about my feelings about our no, relationship right I now. I know, because no, we no. have had that conversation. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I would not do that on air. No, I was going to say something I wanted to talk to you. No, about. I was going to say we in our live stream, our weekly live stream, one of the you know, we, we have a much broader conversation on the live stream. It's not just about our families. We talk like pop culture. We talk LGBTQ families. We talk parenting a lot. Mm-hmm. We talk about women's health a lot mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. health in general, but mostly women's health. Yeah. But one of my favorite hot topics, because we have hot topics. Hot is, topic. And that's what Jamie does every time. And I love it. <laughs> But one of my favorite ones it's is, so well is done, what are guys. we watching? And, and you just came in and with like a house on fire or a barn on fire. What's that saying? I did. I, listen, there's a new show I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Anne and I have been struggling to find a show to watch for a while. We're just not into anything. I want brainless, mindless entertainment. We don't like the same shows all the time. So anyway, Anne heard about this show, The Fall. It's totally her kind of show. It's like a cop show. I love a good cop follow, show. They're trying to catch a dude or whatever. And I'm not into those kind. Like, I'm always like, oh, okay. So I, I acquiesced. Is that how you say that word? I acquiesced. Uh, no, ac- acquiesced. <laughs> but I like acquiesced. Because I learned it. You know how like when you, you learn certain from words reading. from reading yeah. and you just say that. Anyway, so I acquiesced. <laughs> that sounds more right. You're right. I acquiesced. Because it is right. Like but- begrudgingly acquiesced. And I was so annoyed that we were even starting it. And the first episode, I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't because it, it's really dark and it's kind of scary. Ooh. By the third episode. Listen, guys, you're all in Jillian Anderson, which I mean, I had never really watched her except Margaret Thatcher in The Crown recently. I have the hugest crush. You need to watch Jillian Anderson show with her where she plays a sex therapist. Uh Oh, it's her son like starts a 
business. I forget what that one's called. Well, somebody look at it. I Listen, wish this guy, was a live stream. See, if this somebody was a live stream, somebody would have looked it up because we're never, we never know. We never know what we're doing. But so, guys, Jillian, if it, I don't know how I'm, is she gay? Is she not no, gay? I no, wish she not. was gay. She should Everybody be gay. Does. All lesbians she should be gay. All lesbians. The, the fact that you're just coming to the Gillian Anderson <laughs> party, like since Mulder and I Scully, never like X-Files. people, like lesbians have Not been my like, kind of show. oh my god, they've been like in love with her for 800 years. <laughs> so you're just like late to the party. So I have a huge crush on her now. I can't even handle Gillian, and I can't wait to see what happens in the next episode. It's like, all right. I'm gonna have to check it out right now. I'm still it. stuck in Below Deck, and I blame my friend Heather. <laughs> and anyone who watches our live stream understands that I don't do reality tv i don't I it's do. like not my thing. my thing i like i can't stand it but i went to my friend heather's i turned on the tv and bravo was on and it was in the middle of a marathon and i got stuck yeah and i have and now i'm on season five <laughs> and i was so pissed because i finished season four and there was no reunion show so i don't know oh, what no. really happened what are you gonna scenes. do what i know i was like do? google searching i, I was think like you need to watch the fall anyway let's talk about patreon let's talk yeah. about patreon okay if you haven't become a patreon member yet you're gonna want to do that yeah, you want to join our community and you're going to help us make content for LGBTQ families, which is amazing. It helps us pay for sure the podcast because we're still, you know. Yeah, broke. But you also <laughs> get bonus content. You do. At the gestational carrier level, you're going to get video interviews of most all of our interviews and they're dropped a day early, which is pretty amazing. Uncut, unedited, no ads. Yeah. And for those of you who are like my mom, maybe who have no idea what we're talking about, basically you go to this website and you follow us, you commit to a certain amount of dollars like a tier donation. per month. And then it's this, it's like a social media page and all this content shows up for you. You know, bonus content. That's yours. That's bonus content. That's what this is. That's what we're. You could just doing. go look at the page. You, yeah, you go you go see it. it. Go head over to patreon.com slash ovaries talk and you can join us or just look and see what's there. We have some stuff that's not behind a paywall that you yeah, can so look at and see, get a sense of it. P A T R E O N. Okay. Okay. All right. All right let's, let's let's get to our, our let's guests. get to our guest. Oh, I love these. Oh, I love Kate them. and Claire. Yes, they're delightful. So delightful. Listeners. I, Listeners yeah, emailed who emailed us, us uh-huh. and they were like, oh, our, sto- our story's sort of boring, you know, but we would love to be on the podcast. Meanwhile, there is nothing, nothing at all boring about it. I mean, no. <laughs> it couldn't be further from the truth. There was like two or three times that we were like, what? I know. That's a thing? I know. And we learned two things. Two so new things that, that I recall. Yep. Okay. We got some international UK knowledge because mm-hmm. they're in the UK. And they also, they emailed us because they wanted to talk about kind of like what happens after you bring yeah. the baby home. And we were like, that's a great idea. We haven't done yeah. that. But then we got all up into their story, too. I mean, it's just... I know. We could have talked to them for 17 hours. Yeah. yeah. All right. Helen, please. We had an argument earlier. Helen, I'm saying this as politely as I possibly can. She already told me when I walked in the door, she's coming to stay with me for a while. Fine. You you should take her. You should take her. (laughs) Helen, I would just like it if you could roll the tape now, please. But Helen, you can't smoke in my house. And you can't talk to me like that. I am your boss, (laughs) even though we don't pay you. Thank you, Helen. Just roll. Helen. Just come on. Did you see the look she's giving me? I know. She's so mad at you. Hi, Kate and Claire. Hi, guys. Hi. Welcome to our ovaries. Thanks for having us. Thank you for reaching out and and finding us. We love your podcast. We listen to it all the time. Big fan. Yes. I feel like we almost never get tired of hearing that, Jamie. Is that right? No, really. (laughs) Like, it's a problem. I want everybody in the world to say it to me all the time, and I'm sometimes baffled that they don't know who I am. I see a lesbian walking down the street now, and I'm like, She's got how do they me. not make eye contact with me? How do they not know it's me? And we're not that big. We're not we're that really special. not. We're really not at but all. But enough about us. You two, should we start with the elevator pitch about you two? Sure. Yeah, sure. On your mark, get set, oh, God. go. 
Hi, so we're Kate and Claire, and we live in Cornwall at the uh, bottom of the UK. We've been together 12 years and married for six. And pretty much straight after we did, we, we got married. After our honeymoon, we started on our baby making journey. So um, two laparoscopy operations, three fresh IVFs, two frozen um, two <laughs> transfers. <laughs> what else? Three endometrial scratches, a miscarriage, and finally in December, our son was born. <gasps> Yay! Oh. That, was, <laughs> that was very well done. 38 seconds, nearly. You sounded <laughs> so calm, too, during it. Congratulations. December. Thank you. Oh, December, no. sorry, December 2018. So he's, oh. um, he's two and a bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're in it. You are in oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Deep. deep. You're deep yeah. with the toddlers. Before we jump into that, I'm going to derail us one mm-hmm. second. And I want to know what time it is for you guys right now. It's nine o'clock, 9 p.m. At, yeah. Okay. It's, it's very late for two moms. So we appreciate <laughs> you being here. He's also us. taken to waking up at like five, oh. five thirty in the morning. Oh, my son so did that this morning. Doesn't end. Just like straight back to bed. No, just go back to bed. It doesn't end. It does end. At some point they'll just get up and put themselves on the TV. If you're a really good mom. Yeah. Let's get into your process. Sounds like it was a bit of a journey. Yeah. I think, you know, we went into it same as everyone else. You kind of go, Hey, we're not, you know, we're not that old. I mean, yeah. we were 33 and 34. Yeah. And we did reciprocal IVF. So I carried Claire's egg. Yeah. We kind of went into it thinking we haven't got any problems. Mm -hmm. We're fine. And then we went for our first scan and it kind of unraveled from there. Yeah. So they found a really massive thing, which they didn't say what it was. They did. Did they just say a thing? Scanning. (laughs) Yeah. They went to scan. And then, you know, that awful moment when she says, Oh, I'm just going to get the doctor. Oh, Oh, God. I hate that. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so, yeah, they found a really massive cyst. I think it was like 12 centimeters Whoa. by eight. That's so a big was, cyst. Yeah, yeah. And that but was you, in, yeah. in Claire. Yeah, yeah. And you already knew, like, from the start, you were going to do reciprocal IVF? Yeah, yeah, just because we wanted that, both to have that connection. And mm-hmm. Kate always really wanted to experience being pregnant, and I wasn't that fussed either way. So, yeah, we just thought that would be the way for us. So you were going in there to basically get started on retrieving eggs basically or just that first appointment to see to make sure they check all these parts that's right yeah Yeah. and then she took my blood pressure after that and she said oh you have got high blood pressure and you had no symptoms like you didn't have like extreme periods or anything like that you just no i couldn't go very long without going for a week (laughs) but apart from that (laughs) that was the best thing when it got taken out because we could do a certain set journey without having to stop to go to the toilet (laughs) because oh. it was just pushing on my blood. you're like that explains so much interesting yeah. <laughs> i have to say our clinic as well it's a six hour round trip from our oh house. my god and so, you did reciprocal yeah, yeah that's a lot of doctor's lot. appointments well there was nothing near where you lived no that's the closest Whoa. yeah why is that it's actually in wales which is another country in the uk yeah <laughs> so i'm assuming wow. that finding this derailed your timeline already because you would have to have that removed and then heal and all that, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I was freaking out because we did egg donation as well. I don't know if you have the same program in the US, but in the UK, if you're under 34, you can donate half of your eggs to someone else oh. and get free IVF. You just pay for the drugs. Really? That's amazing. Wow. We've never heard that before. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you're doing okay. a good thing. And then they'll make yeah. it free for you. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Um, so I think initially, like the money saving was the driver, but quite quickly, actually, it became like, even if this doesn't work for us, it's not a completely wasted effort. Yeah. Someone 
has a, a little sh- sort of snapshot of hope from it as well. So, yeah, we did it that way. So there was a bit of added pressure because we had to get collection in before I was 34. Oh. We had, a, had to quickly speed up the surgery, get there. Are you better? Yeah. Are the picture's okay. Yeah. Send them to the clinic. Right. Go. Wow. Um, that adds yeah. a stress level too, which I can't imagine was helpful. <laughs> no, not really, no. <laughs> but I think like the first transfer we went into straight off the back of a holiday in Italy, we were oh, drinking yeah. like five cups of coffee a day, <laughs> loads of gelato, you know, all Big, the bad Italians. Yeah, like everything. <laughs> and we just skipped into our first round of IVF and then like, oh, it didn't work. <laughs> we're like, I don't know. I wonder why. <laughs> we're doing everything right. Yeah, which but you know what? in the coffee as you do. People exactly. get pregnant. They, they ladies get pregnant in Italy, or you know, people with wombs yeah. in Italy get pregnant, and they're eating all those foods. So it works. Yeah. You don't have to give up all that stuff. No. But I want to know how many eggs, like since you were donating these eggs, how many eggs did you get, and how many did you end up donating? You split them down the middle, so we got fourteen, and we got seven each. Wow, that's a good number. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, we did. Do. So we had one transferred and that didn't work. And then we had a frozen one transferred a couple of months later and that didn't work. So then we went back and had another retrieval. And because I managed to do it in my 34th year, they slightly changed the rules. They said, you can try again and donate. And then halfway through that process, they said, oh, you're not responding that well. You might not be able to donate. So you can either stop or pay all the Ugh. money and you had like 24 hours to decide and they said we'll come oh my back God, tomorrow by the way that's like such legal mumbo jumbo like oh p.s in the small print if you're not doing well you might have to pay for it like that's yeah. horrible yeah mm. yeah it was really awful wasn't it yeah. it was on valentine's day oh that's a good valentine's day for you <laughs> oh we've had oh we've had all the, valentine's had day all the fun on the valentine's day in that clinic i had an endometrial scratch on valentine's day i don't even know yeah, what i don't that know what that is. is either how do you scratch your insides bad. uh well they don't do it anymore do they i don't think they it's, don't do it so much no i think so it's been disproved basically they just scratch your endometrial end- lining endometrial lining so you know your legs in the stirrups and they kind of put a hook in on purpose this, yes. this sounds like a yeah. dnc it's like uh, is this to help in theory to help implantation is that yeah so it's supposed to make the cells come and like go into some sort of if, where the welcoming. cells are repairing it boosts uh, and all that kind of new re- rejuvenation i suppose is welcoming but i had it done yeah had it done three times twice no, maybe i've had it done four times because I twice with a woman and twice with a man, and it hurt the most with the man. Oh, really? But the t- the two times the guy did it, I got pregnant on both occasions. So, oh. but oh my god, that pain mm. is uh, because you're not like you don't go under, you don't have any pain relief. They just say to you, just just like take a paracetamol <sighs> before you go in. Oh. Um, and I think another nurse said to me, we had a really cool nurse at one of the clinics and she said just take take a codeine like an hour before you go don't listen to them take something stronger good for her yeah yeah and I did and that was okay but yeah it happened one of the times it happened on Valentine's Day and the guy like finished and I looked at him and went it's not what I expected on Valentine's Day if I'm honest (laughs) no I've never heard that as a 
a treatment option. I haven't heard that either. This is a, we're learning a bunch of firsts. Look at oh, this. Okay. I think they've kind of, there's not enough evidence to show that. There was enough for the clinics to offer it for a while. And then I think they did some more studies and maybe said, mm, we're just hurting women for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you have to pay for the privilege as well. Mm-hmm. So, oh, <laughs> my God. yeah. You know what, Robin? No, no, I don't. <laughs> I did so much yoga when I was pregnant. Okay, random. All I, right. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking. I'm thinking about bulldog yoga, of course, uh-huh. and how it's actually a really great app for our community mm-hmm. because especially since, you know, things are still mostly shut down like yoga studios. I didn't run like I like to during pregnancy mm-hmm. because I was afraid uh, to run or do anything that could like harm the baby. Yeah. I was a little neurotic. I mean, that's not funny, but it's funny. Sorry. I, right. I know. Because you can run. So I was a yoga fiend, like for real. That's interesting. <laughs> I mean, a very interesting, Jamie. But what I love about Bulldog Yoga Online is that it's about taking the intimidation out of yoga and replacing it with music and smiles and no judgment. I love that too. It is very accessible. And Bulldog Online is about making yoga fun. Mm -hmm. Yes, Robin, fun. I can. I have. I love it. And Bulldog streaming online classes are available on demand anytime, anyplace on your schedule. Bulldog even has classes for kids and teens so you can get your Bulldog on and get moving with the whole family. Oh my God, I'm making my kids do it right now. And there are choices for all levels from beginner classes for moi to heart pumping workouts for Jamie. <laughs> and there are tons of class length options to fit your schedule. Classes can range from 12 to 60 minutes. Yes, true. So you can try your first 30 days for free at bulldogonline.com. That's bulldogonline.com. Use the code OCT, y'all, and you're going to get an additional 50% off your first paid month. Again, one more time. That's bulldogonline.com. Coupon code OCT. Go get that free month. Namaste. So you had two retrievals, basically. You got seven the first time. And then yeah, the second, so the second time it got to the point where they said you might not have an egg, enough eggs to share. So you either pay or quit. And um, so what happened? You can come back in 24 hours and we'll check. And I went back in 24 hours and they said, actually, you're doing better than we thought. We'll let you carry oh. on. So oh. they did. But they only so got stressful. eight. <laughs> Yeah, eight. And I came round from the retrieval and they said, you've only got eight. You're not going to be able to share, but we're not going to charge you. Oh, how big of you. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I felt, I felt terrible because this other lady would have been prepped alongside us. So she would have been oh. taking the pill and be getting ready and waiting to have the transfer the same day as, as Kate. So it was a real oh. blow because I felt like I really let her down. It took quite a bit oh. to sort of bounce back from that. Do you know if from the first donations if anything person got pregnant i don't know you don't you don't are are you ever able to find that out yeah is that something you you might look into in the future i like i don't want to know in case it didn't work Mm. i like to keep the hope alive that maybe it did and i think if i find out it didn't i might feel sad so let's not let's not do that then yeah yeah i mean i'm pretty easy about it's not something that you know weighs on my mind well, in like 15 years from now, if someone does a DNA test and knocks on your door, it'll be like, I did it. Yay. <laughs> yeah, that's that question answered. <laughs> okay, so you do the second retrieval. You get four eggs. You're keeping all four eggs. And then what happens? Yeah. So the transfer took, didn't it? I did it? Yes, it did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah. She's like, sure. I think so. I don't know. She's like, I was pregnant. So many. Yeah. <laughs> did they put one egg each yeah, time? Yeah. Just yeah, one. Okay. Yeah, they've got quite a strict rule about 
only transferring one in the UK unless you beg or you've got special circumstances. Wow, it's so different here. It really is. And the fact of the matter that you said, did it work? Didn't it? Means that that I'm assuming that one didn't yeah, go yeah, the course. Come to a baby, so yeah. we then miss. I miscarried at um, eight weeks, mm-hmm. but then we found out at our 12 week scan, which was delightful. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, um, that's awful. Yeah, oh. I was kind of you know weirdly okay about it. I mean, I I think a little while after we had like we never argue no. like. We never argue. And actually, a couple of weeks after, I worked a ridiculous amount of days in a row. And I'm an, I'm an event organizer and I worked crazy hours. And um, I kind of came home from like 19 days on the, on the trot and I was exhausted. And we just had an argument. And actually, and Claire just said to me, you have to go and get some help. You have Aww. to talk about this. And I was like, proper British, like, no, I'm not <laughs> talking about it. Like, really angry, like went down like a teenager to the bedroom. Did they clear then, slide our BetterHelp um, promo code <laughs> under the door? She was like, betterhelp.com, OCT. And she slid it right yeah. out of the door. Um, oh, luckily, I had, had free counseling sessions through our work. So I did that. Six weeks of just chatting to this lady who never spoke. I don't think she'd ever spoken to a, a gay person in her life, let alone a gay woman, a lesbian going through IVF. And I kind of gave her an education as we went along. Reciprocal um, IVF on top yeah. of that. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot yeah. to learn yeah. here. Yeah. They can do that? Like, <laughs> huh. That's the story of everything well, out here. Yeah. yeah, when we got pregnant that time and we got our midwife, we went to see our midwife and explained how we got pregnant. And she looked at us and just went, oh, so, yeah, I suppose you can do that. Okay. <laughs> we were like, Right. It's like, it is 20, whatever. It is 2018. I don't even care if it's 2010. Like, come on. Like, how, how are we explaining this to you for the first time? Yeah. Yeah. And then she proceeded to get out. I don't know if you guys have the same thing, but the wheel, the wheel that tells you your due date. Your due date. Oh. And Uh, it's like this little cardboard Sliding oh, wheels. I remember yes. that from back yeah, in the day. Like yeah. yes, but like, you know ex- your exact yeah, right? due date because. No, don't tell this lady that. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, according to my wheel. Yeah. 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 And, and you we were like, an argument. We argued oh about the due date. Yeah. We were like, it's the 15th of November. And she's like, no, no, it's not. No. <laughs> oh, I've got my wheel right yeah. here. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So you had to get some help. You can't can't make this shit up. Like, these are the things we deal with. It's ridiculous. Are you kidding me? She's like, no, that's not I just also want to say, when you all emailed us, you were like, you know, it's a pretty basic uh, story. Not a lot happens. Like, we have been tracked four times already. We're like, and then what happened? (laughs) I I just think because everyone has such amazing stories on your show. We're like, oh, we're quite boring. No. No. All right, listen up, all you new parents or parents-to-be. We have got something that you are going to want to put on your registry right now. The Cubo AI. It's the first smart baby monitor to apply AI detection to baby sleep, safety, and memories. Come on. I know. No, I wish this had existed when my kids were babies. This is a game changer. I'm so jealous. I'm with you. I like. (laughs) First of all, Cubo AI has video quality so crisp that you can see your baby's stomach moving. I mean, it's high def. If I could tell you the number of times I wasted, the number of minutes Mm -hmm. I wasted checking on my children's breathing at night, I still do it. I still check on them. Oh, yeah. I would have been all over this. 
Oh, but Jamie, that's not all it does. I know. It alerts you when your baby's face is covered or when they roll over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It alerts you when they cry. And you can adjust the sensitivity on that so that you're not alerted for small cries or baby talk. And you can also set danger zone alerts like the crib railing or the staircase. And Cubo AI will send alerts when the baby crosses that threshold. And all of these alerts can be turned off or adjusted if you're not into them. Right. So your preference, right? Right. So it's Amazing. Cool. It's brilliant. It also gives you... Listen, guys, sleep analytics Mm -hmm. gives you lullabies, Mm -hmm. 18-hour playback, and event tags. So, like, it shows you when any sleep events happen that you might want to go back and watch. Uh, Isn't that crazy? so obsessive. I love it. I love it. It also offers family sharing, which allows you to put up to eight accounts onto it so that you can share with loved ones. And then they can say hi to your baby or catch up on the latest auto-captured moments. You know, like it's cool. And feel close even from afar. This is next level. But it's got a cute little bird design. So it looks nice in the nursery. I mean, I I can't. I know we said this, but I'm so sad it didn't exist for us. Me too. Honestly, really mad and jealous. But I hope you guys enjoy it. Oh my God, you're gonna. (laughs) So here's what we're going to do for you all. Go to getcubo.com and use code OCT for a discount off your order. You guys need to do this for peace of mind, at least. Anything for peace of mind. Mm-hmm. That's getcubo.com and use code OCT for a discount off of your order. Woo! This is amazing. So how long did it take you before you decided to try again? I mean, I know you need to heal and um, emotionally and physically. So we think we took about six months out that time, I think, and before the frozen one. We did a frozen one of that round, but we were both like, it's not going to work. It's not going to work because we just had really bad vibes on it and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't six months because that was July and we did it again in October. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just the three. Um, Felt like yeah. sex though, right? Because yeah. you're in that wheel. You can't stop. You can't stop. So. Yeah, exactly. Each time we had a new fresh, we changed sperm as well because we just thought if that doesn't work, what can we change? So we changed the sperm again. And also the biggest thing was we, you read the Starts with the Egg book. Ah. My Bible. Yeah. And That's Jamie, you know, yeah. overnight, the plastic has gone from the house. <laughs> we, you know, we can't touch till receipts anymore. Yeah. Till yes. receipts. That was the worst. <laughs> Me too. I was like, I was so afraid to, but I, I I didn't want to offend like the clerk at the store. So I would like take it and then like <laughs> drop the receipt real fast. My jumper. So like, do you want your receipt? No. No. I don't, want, I don't want that receipt. I don't want that poison. Never. It's so funny. Just for those what, are you trying you, to kill me? For those of you at home, there is some chemical on these receipts from cash registers or from credit card machines that can interfere <laughs> with your ability to get pregnant. I don't know the science of it, but. <laughs> Kate, Kate, were you on board with the, the disappearing plastics or were you like, what in the hell? <laughs> you um, where's my mug? <laughs> you hated me reading that book because I'd read it in bed and every night I'd tell you a snippet about the next thing we <laughs> can't like have or have to do. <laughs> but you got quite extreme and like the diet, <laughs> like everything got banned. Uh, the mm-hmm. diet. I mean, we'd already given up alcohol and coffee and sugar wow. Wow. and did the lot. Mm-hmm. And then it and then it got kind of quite extreme. Yeah, but then I gave up like sweet style vegetables. So like the sweet potatoes, oh squash, what? carrots. I only I only read the, the chapter that pertained to my particular issue. So I don't know all of the things that you can give up. That was not in my list of things to give up. I had to like change all my hair products and my beauty products and all yeah. that. And yeah. I did not give up alcohol, which I probably should have. 
but I definitely did not. So there's this that. is the most Jamie of Jamie that she only read her chapter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the most Jamie in a nutshell. But that's I've just read the book because we we're trying again, but we're swapping. So uh... we've just been through we've just been through a cycle with my ex, and I finally read the book and. <laughs> I did a Jamie, so I just read the bits that I wanted to read. Yeah. <laughs> and Claire's like, no, 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 you have to read every chapter. That's you have so to read it all. And I'm like, yeah, but we've already got rid of the plastic and the tilt receipts. And <laughs> we don't do that stuff. anymore. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the author, even in the beginning, said, you can just skip right to the part. Here's, here's sorry, the table Jamie. of contents. I'm sorry, Go to your particular problem because I've laid out plans for each particular problem. So I just followed the directions <laughs> she gave me, you see. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, we changed our life, basically. And mm-hmm. we also, we got an amazing acupuncturist mm-hmm. who was based in, weirdly based in Cornwall and Bristol, which is an hour away from our clinic. So mm-hmm. we could see her in both locations, yeah. which was amazing. And oh, she was good. like, she's actually a really good friend now, but she she was like a therapist, an acupuncturist, a nutritionist, just everything and specialized in fertility as well. So. Because because you're what you don't realize about acupuncture before you do it is you're not just there and getting needles in and then leaving. You are in that it's room holistic. with them. Mm-hmm. I my acupuncturist, I can't believe how much I talked to that guy. Like yeah. I opened up about everything in my life to this dude. They become everything to you. It's so yeah. funny. Yeah. Because you're with them in the room for so long while they do this and they do that and they, you know, yeah, and then yeah, you have to yeah. meditate. And- <laughs> yeah. And she was just, a, she was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And even now, like, she happened to get pregnant similar time to us as yeah. well. So, yeah, we talked to her quite a bit mm-hmm. about all of our ailments still, even though we're not paying her. <laughs> <laughs> so after the, you started doing the, the book, that's when it worked the first time? Yeah. So yeah, then yeah. we did. So we thought we got one final throw of the dice, I think, because um, like nothing in the UK is free. We pay for every bit of treatment. So this was like our last attempt. We're like, we're just going to throw everything at it. Because Change now you can't donate them at this point. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it, I didn't have enough eggs. So yeah, a little bit of pressure taken off because we knew we didn't have to share. Everything just sort of clicked, I think, really. And you when you went in for the transfer, you were... And we changed sperms. Yeah. That. And when we went in for the transfer, you were really chilled. Yeah. And, and we got to, like, know everyone in the clinic because oh, we'd been yeah. going there for, like, three years. <laughs> yes. So they were like, hi. Again. Hi again. And <laughs> they were all, like, they were all really lovely. And um, the consultant shook your hand when you got yeah. off the bed. And we were yeah. like, it felt very final. It felt like, goodbye. We're not going to see you again. Yeah. And I got a hug from the nurse who yeah. was, like, this amazing nurse who was, like, proper quite scary but like total heart of gold uh-huh. and amazing and she gave me a hug mm. and they all kind of like looked at us like oh she doesn't normally do that mm. but we that <laughs> time we did put two embryos in because I think they yeah. felt so sorry for us and we've been there so many times right right but they said do you why not put two in and we were like do you know what we'll take like everyone says and I'll take twins I'll take triplets we'll yeah. Just, yeah. yeah after that long yeah. yeah as they were putting it in the stoic scary nurse went you're brave on you. <laughs> Just as it was going in, I was like, um, thanks. Too late. Yeah, too late. Oh, you're like, oh, wait, don't say God. that, please. Don't say that. <laughs> yeah. But luckily one took. Yeah. And, and then along came our son. Yeah. Amazing. That's amazing and beautiful. And congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And before we talk about what's coming after, you mentioned you're trying now. 
Are are you, Kate, under the 35, so you're getting the free jobby again or no? Oh, you're kind, but no. Oh, bummer. <laughs> you look like it. You look nine. You both do. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah, so we've done one. We did it in November. We had a egg oh. collection and a transfer, and that didn't work. So we've got two in the freezer that I'm going to have any day now, uh, one put in. Okay. And I think if that doesn't work in me, we're going to put them in you. Yeah, so we've got two of mine and one of Claire's yeah. in the freezer. Um, oh, you still have one yeah, from before. Yeah. So if ah. the one doesn't work in Claire, then I will go again and I will take, if they'll let us, yeah. one of mine and one of Claire's. At the same time. Yeah, At the same time. see what happens. Yeah. That's interesting. Oh, wow. That's I feel like fun. if you're pen, you should have whatever you want within reason. Right? Yeah. Do wow. what I said. That's exciting. Can I ask, I'm assuming the prices are similar between UK and the States, but how much does a, an IVF cycle cost? I think it costs, it costs us £6,000. So yeah. that's about Oh, that's 10, much cheaper. 10000 yeah, yeah, it's well, much cheaper. In the States, it's ten to fifteen, just depending yeah. on things. Mm. Interesting. And I, I love your fluidity with the donor that you don't seem to have attachments. You're just like, we switch donors, like just to, because you knew you needed to yeah, make something up. Yeah, I think up. like it, we didn't feel like each time we could keep the same thing. We felt like we had to make some real positive changes each time. And that was one thing we could do that we have over like heterosexual couples. You can't just ditch your husband if it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. Or well, there can, requires a very, very big conversation yeah, yeah. then we also had a situation where we when we went back mm. for our third fresh cycle the clinic said to us we're not accepting sperm from the sperm bank that you use because they haven't oh. been following the hfpa protocol uh, and we were like well we've got sperm on ice with them and they were like well sorry we're not accepting that anymore so we were like oh shit well like, uh, what do we do okay mm. so we said, like, who do you accept it from? Um, and they yeah. gave us, like, yeah. three choices. Mm -hmm. And two of the banks had men who'd had, like, chlamydia and who'd smoked and stuff. What? And there was no information on them either. What? So we were just like, no, we're not using that. And then they said, oh, we do use this bank in America. And we were like, okay, let's a have a look at that. And yeah. then we, we found a guy on there that we really liked. Mm. You guys put so much more information and effort into your yeah. donor profiles, yeah. which is amazing. Really? Yeah, I mean, in the UK, you don't get a picture. You get, like, a few words. It, it's just I poor. guess because the reasoning is you shouldn't care what the person looks like. You just I, want I think a baby. It's but I think you it's should be grateful. Because you don't get paid. You're not allowed to be paid. You're only allowed to be compensated. Yeah. So the right. market isn't there, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we had a season two or three, we had a donor from the UK. Nate, right? Nate, yeah, and, and he talked a lot oh, okay. about that. Okay, so then you had to switch to the US bank, and then what happened to the sperm you had on ice? You just had to throw it out? No, we sold it back. Give it they away? Took it back, luckily. They took it back full price? No, half price, I think. Like, no. I no. Yeah, that's the US too. Yeah. Or our yeah. bank was like half price, they would take it back, which is so crazy. If you, if you never. It on yeah. ice in their facility if you bring it which to, is such a racket it's it never left your facility mm. you can't 75 percent at least yeah. come on it's yeah. just, yeah. Yeah, it's just ugh. okay folks let's talk therapy let's better yet let's talk better help 
Mm -hmm. Guys, if you have listened to this podcast even once (laughs) at all, you know Robin and I are huge fans Uh, of BetterHelp. We just are. Yeah. It got us through a rough patch together. It It helped Jamie and I individually. It's helped my wife. I mean, you can definitely call us fans. Yeah. BetterHelp is online therapy that is done securely online. Mm -hmm. You go to their website, sign up, and you can start communicating with a licensed professional therapist in under 48 hours. Oh, my God. Amazing. And Mm -hmm. it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling, and everyone needs to understand that. And there's a broad range of expertise that's available, which may not be locally available in many areas. So you can possibly find someone more qualified or perfectly qualified to deal with your particular situation when you may not have been able to find that locally. Mm -hmm. It's super accessible. And you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. And you're going to get a timely and thoughtful response, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which I do a lot. And Mm -hmm. it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling. And guys, financial aid is available. BetterHelp is committed. I just love them so much. They're committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed, which is difficult to do. It's hard to break up with a therapist. Oh my God, so hard. And they make it easy. I know. It's like texting to break up with someone. Yeah, right. So guys, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com slash OCT. That's better H-E-L-P. And you're going to join the over 1 million people who've taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, Robin, so yes. many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Oh, my God. So you, get a, you get therapy and a job. Yeah. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by <laughs> BetterHelp. And if, if these Ovaries Could Talk listeners are going to get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash OCT. OCT. You guys emailed us and Jamie and I were so excited because you were talking about you. You said And we love, by the way, when people email us and say, you haven't talked about this or you haven't talked about that. Mm -hmm. And here's a conversation. We're always like, well, then you be that person. Let's talk about it. But you said we hadn't talked about like what happens after you get the baby other than Jamie and I complaining about our children. You didn't (laughs) say that. I did. And we were like, yes, let's come on and talk about it. So, yeah. How's it been? How is it going? And yeah, it was an interesting time. I think for me, it felt like you've just done this whole marathon of IVF and you've been on that complete roller coaster. And then you kind of get to the end of that marathon and you're like, oh, okay, I've got to carry on and do the marathon of pregnancy now. Mm -hmm. Actually, I Mm -hmm. loved pregnancy. I absolutely loved it. I was like total, like I've never really been that body confident, but when I got Mm -hmm. pregnant, I was like, yes, tight tops. I'm just showing (laughs) off that belly. (laughs) I don't know what happened to me. I just loved it. Like the hormones were amazing. Yeah, so you do that, you do that whole journey. And then my labor was quite intense. I, he was 15 days overdue. Ooh. He should have been born, well, his due date was the 12th of December and he came on the 27th, poor boy. Wow. And Those hormones must have been really good for him in the yeah. room too. I think it's to do with the amount of roast dinners I was eating around Christmas. <laughs> I was just <laughs> tropic. I honestly, you were scared of me with the mm. amount of food that I ate. Like, just so angry. <laughs> Yeah, like I nearly, I nearly pushed an old woman down the stairs to get to the like sandwich section in oh a shop. It's amazing. <laughs> the moment I got pregnant, I was hungry, mm-hmm. and our son now is hungry all the time. Mm-hmm. And I swear, it was just it's, it was just him like eating everything. Yeah, you do that marathon of pregnancy, and then I had a marathon labor of forty eight hours, which then ended up in an emergency C section. When they said, actually, you need to have a C-section, we were both like, oh, yeah, yeah, fine, just get out. But we had this amazing moment. And Claire took the most incredible photo. And I don't know how you managed to do it. But I saw him come out of me. 
when it, they lifted him out of me because he was stuck in my pelvis. So I was kind yeah. of being chucked around a lot. And then as they took him out of me, Claire took a photograph. And because of the theatre lighting, it's all kind of dark, apart from him just kind of reaching out with his hands like that. Uh, I think that moment for me really helped me because I connected with him immediately. You know, I could see I had given birth to him. Mm-hmm. Right, because I can only speak for my C-section. Sorry to interrupt, but like the connection didn't happen immediately for me because I think that there is that divide where he's just pulled out of me. Yeah. And they bring him around the curtain and I was like, oh, okay, wow. And you're so drugged up. Yeah. And like, yeah, there yeah. was there was a, a lag for me. I think yeah. the same for you because you only yeah. said the photo helped later on because it made the connection of what happened. Later, yeah. and you could reflect on it by looking at pictures. But I do no, no. I do remember him coming out of mm. me, and and I held on to that because, yeah, you know, everybody talks about this. Well, not everybody actually. When you actually start to speak about it, people don't have that rush of love. Mm-hmm. A, lo- a lot of people don't get it. That kind of instant connection. It kind of has to grow. I was mm. banking on that rush of love. I was banking on it, and I didn't get it. Yeah, and I think you know, I had a similar thing. I've heard you speak, Jamie, where, you know, my mum told my story of being born as this kind of, you know, she was 10 centimetres dilated with a bit of backache Uh and Uh they Uh got to the hospital. I mean, I was child number three, but it was an amazing textbook. Just slipped right out. You just slipped right out. Oh, it was just beautiful. Like, really, mum? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I thought maybe that would happen to me and I had you know the dreams of the water birth and the kind of hypnobirthing mm-hmm. and oh, that bloody hypnobirthing oh, book. Yeah. <laughs> and she'd say all these things don't do this don't do that and it's like a stick to beat yourself with because I'm in there I love a book and I love someone telling me what to do and you're there like mm, she wouldn't really recommend oh we shouldn't really be doing this and you know you go down the induction route you're going to end in a c-section you might as well tear that sodding hypnobirthing book up and put it in the fire <laughs> Yeah, those books will really screw with your head. What's the name of the late Ina? I don't remember her name. They're big, honking books. And she's got all these theories and how, how you're going to make it natural and la, la, la. And every night in the bed, Anne was like, oh, God. The one thing she said that I thought was so valuable was that the more attached you are to a birth plan, the more likely you are to have postpartum. And I think we do a real disservice. And I think some of those books and like, again, that Jamie always says, no judgment, like you find help where you need it. But I do think that sometimes we we want this baby so much and we don't have the baby and we're just in this waiting pattern. So we go to these books and we think I'm going to do it perfectly. I'm going to do it right. And then you get ideas of how it's going to go. And the first lesson in parenting is that is getting pregnant is it's not up to you. Mm. Like none of this is up mm. to you. And if you want it a certain way, you're mm. much more likely to be depressed after. Mm. And, that, you know, I think that's, I wish more people knew that. I wish more people were able to be flexible and know the baby's coming, how the baby's coming. Mm. Yeah. And I, I think I sort of told myself that, but I don't know. I think I was still kind of quite set on being as natural as possible. But then do you know what? Once we were in the process of the labor, yeah. I did 13 hours without any pain relief. And then I kind of, because it was Christmas, I got induced on Christmas Eve. I went into labor Christmas day morning and then we went into hospital Christmas day evening Mm. and there was literally no room at the inn for me. So I had to be, I was behind a curtain in the post. We're in the postnatal ward. Postnatal ward, yeah. Very weird. 
and I was laboring behind that. And at like three, three o'clock in the morning, we dressed me up as Mary in a blue sheet mm. <laughs> <laughs> because there was no room. And finally, at like five in the morning, we got into the birthing suite. The lesbian and, Mary. And I kind of went, can I have a paracetamol, please? And then I went on a drip. And then they said, oh, I said, I don't want an epidural. I don't want one. And the midwife was like, you're on the drip. You're going to last about an hour. And then mm. after an hour, I was like, yeah, bring it Give in. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. But then, yeah. you know, I was quite like, whatever at that point. Aren't you? You're just like, just do what you need to do. Just get them out. I think when it comes to a story like yours or a story like mine, I went in with an open mind too. Like I knew I couldn't, I couldn't plan what was going to happen. I had seen my wife give birth. You know, I was all set to go with the flow and go with the punches. And then what happens is it starts to turn kind of tragic and it starts to get very shocking. And your brain and your body can't process what is happening because you are just in this high adrenaline crazy state and shit is going down in that room and your brain is not really there for it and so what happens is after the fact you start to process the trauma that you just went through that you really didn't realize in the moment you know and i think that that's a really big factor for Mm -hmm. having a hard time afterwards too yeah and i think like after he was born and we went back to the ward we hadn't slept for three days, four days. Four yeah. days. And you'd been on like a chair for ages. And I just said, I said to her, I was like, do you want to just get in my bed? And like, you didn't say anything. You just was like, yes, I like, just got straight in. And you were lying next to me and I was like, you're shaking. And you were like, no, I'm not. I was like, yeah, you are. And you were just like constantly shaking. I think it was probably worse for you at times because you could see me going mm-hmm. through everything. Because you're the cognizant one. I mean, you're mm. the one watching it all go down. Mm. Yeah. And it's quite traumatic watching someone have a C-section as well, isn't it? Yeah. I can only imagine. An, an emergency C-section yeah. at that. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, we went into the reciprocal thing thinking, you'll have a connection because you gave birth and I'll have a connection because biologically they'll be mine. But what we didn't ever consider was maybe we'd feel like, I don't have a connection because I didn't give birth and you don't have a connection right. because he's not biologically yours. And that, you know, it's never materialized. We don't feel like that at all. But I think in that blind panic of all that no sleep and all that coming to the surface, you think, what if we have got this all wrong? Mm. Maybe this wasn't the right way to go. Because of the C-section and the epidural, my milk was really late coming in. And I didn't know that. Nobody had ever told me. And then the, the day we came home from hospital, He'd been nicely filled up on colostrum, of which I'd, I'd been milked nicely in hospital mm-hmm. by the midwives. When we came home, he kind of was sleeping and we, we managed to have a pizza and we were like, yeah, OK, OK, we can, we can, do, we can this. do this. We're winning. It's all right. And then <laughs> sort of one o'clock in the morning, he just screamed mm-hmm. and screamed and screamed. And we were like, we haven't slept for four days. He's broken. Uh, He's broken. Oh, yeah. And like, we spent all our money on this. <laughs> <laughs> So I had to ring my mom and dad and Mm -hmm. I was like, I think he's just hungry, but I don't have any milk. Can you, can you just go to the supermarket and get him some formula? Because I don't have anything. And my mom breastfed me. So she had no idea about formula. So they like went into the supermarket, like one in the morning and went, we need baby milk. (laughs) Where is it? Who's got a baby? And I came back to our house. You had no idea about formula. So 
Claire and my mum were like, just filled up this entire bottle of formula. No, no. And gave it to, <laughs> gave it to our son and then who promptly drank all of it. <gasps> oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. He's and greedy. then he's greedy. He was hungry. And then went to sleep. And, and he was good for like four hours. And he hours. was like totally like, yeah. yeah and then I read enough. the back the next day and it's like newborns, you give them like. <laughs> like this much. Yeah, it's like yeah, two ounces. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's, that's amazing. But that's Oopsie. the thing. And this is why we wanted to have this conversation because there's so much you don't realize when you take that baby home after all of this is said and done. There's so much that's not talked about. Yeah. The formula mm-hmm. thing. The milk. The connection thing. The connection sure. thing. Especially with families like ours who are doing things like reciprocal IVF and we don't know how we're going to feel after. We have this idea of how golden and glorious this is all going to go down. but. And how intentional we are to make mm-hmm. this plan. Yeah. We feel like it's supposed to. And it's not just like our, our plans. It's also society is telling you that you are supposed to be to connected to your baby mm-hmm. immediately. And you're never supposed to be mad at them. And there's all these people that make you feel bad if you don't like talk about your baby. Like they're the most wonderful, incredible thing in the history of man. Like if you, yeah. if you spend it's the next pressure. Week bawling your eyes out because you don't know what the hell you just did and why the fuck you just did it and holy shit what have i done to myself you know like that that can happen too and that's totally normal and that's totally okay and if it does happen to you you need to know that that will pass and you 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 will have a bond with your baby you will you know when did it pass for you guys when did you feel like connected or can you even say because i've been thinking as we're talking uh, as for me, but so I'm wondering if you know. Um, I don't know, really. I think it feels like every day I like love him more. And yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like every day is better in that sense. But I think like we were just out of whack for probably a couple of weeks. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The, the day after the formula incident, I rang the midwife and we, <laughs> we went. She just was amazing. She was like, just come to the hospital. We'll like, build you a little nest in a room and we'll just hang out there all day. And oh, we'll just, that's so amazing. We'll just practice breastfeeding and yeah, just hang out. <laughs> this amazing woman came in who was quite scary and she just kind of grabbed his head and just shoved it on my boob. <laughs> um, and I'm quite, I've got quite a large chest. So kind of me <laughs> wrangling a breast and a baby's head is, was really complicated. It's a lot. It's, it's, it's a, a lot. lot. She was really quite like, forceful with him and I was like whoa that's more forceful than I thought you'd need to be and <laughs> our midwife was there as well and she just talked to us didn't she and, and we both broke down and cried and she was amazing at just letting us get it out and then we went home that night and it just it clicked for me and him he fed I didn't have any milk but he latched on and it mm. was yeah it was incredible and then a couple of days later my milk came in and then about, I think maybe a week or two weeks later, we went to Starbucks and I was trying to like do my, one of my first uh, public feeds. Public oh. feeds. Yeah. Oh, and, um, God bless you. Oh, and those are so hard. And you look oh, at me I never did and you it. think they just have it. They got it in the bag. Yeah. You need to know how nervous new moms are. Even like the, when you see a, a new mom wearing the baby Bjorn with a little tiny newborn, I always used to think, oh, she's got it. She's good. No, she's probably so nervous right yeah. now. You yeah. know? Yeah. 
She's afraid he can't breathe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's afraid he's going to scream his head off any minute. Oh, and then everyone's going to look yeah. bad. Mm-hmm, and I, I remember mm-hmm. just kind of being there trying to like do it and I was getting really hot and sweaty <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know if I can do this. And you said to me, well, do you want me to help? Mm-hmm. Claire had been taking herbs and stuff before. Yeah, so that we could both do breastfeeding. So, yeah, so that that kind of took the pressure off a bit. And it, both and, do it. and it worked well like it kind of works like it well because he's greedy I never made enough milk to properly like <laughs> I, I think I did one night feed where I fed him to sleep and that was like my win you know, <laughs> I mean one feed out of like a gazillion but I'll take it, I'll take it. it was amazing <laughs> Listen, I was absolutely. just lying there in bed and I was like he's not crying anymore it's gone quiet I can go back to sleep And that's another thing, like nobody talks about, well, people do, but there's a lot of pressure to say you must breastfeed. But like for me, you know, especially at the beginning with Wilfred, that's our son, not having any milk at the beginning, we had formula for a few days Mm -hmm. for me until my milk was fully in. But I never put any pressure on myself to say, okay, well, if if he's going to have formula, then he's going to have formula. I want to try and breastfeed. I really wanted to breastfeed. And Mm -hmm. so did I. But I think there's two camps, isn't there? And there's a lot of pressure from both sides. And it really is down to you and what you want to do and what, what's right for you and your baby, isn't it? So mm-hmm. I wish more people came from that point of view. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, that's what ended up happening to me. I had all this guilt. I wanted it to work. It just wasn't working. He, he wouldn't latch. The lactation consultant came in on like day three or whatever when we were home and she looked at him and she goes, oh, yeah, he's he's tongue tied, which is like the oh, word. Yeah. Like, it's just the, like there have I don't understand how there is no compa- it feels like no compassion for new moms and what mm-hmm. we're going through. Yeah. And the way they can treat us is just so dismissive. And like y- you have no idea how devastating that can be to a new mom who's super fragile. Mm-hmm. If it turns out that this next And if this is too invasive of a question, don't answer or just tell me to shut up. But if it doesn't work out and you guys do switch back to Kate carrying, Mm -hmm. are you going to feel a loss? Uh, Have you thought about that? Yeah, because after the first one didn't work, I was sort of thinking, oh, maybe I don't want this that badly. I've never really wanted to be pregnant. But then when Kate was pregnant, I thought, oh, no, I could do this. And especially when he was just born. And we sort of been back and forward on it, haven't we? And I just sort of thought, I want to give it one more go. And if mm-hmm. it doesn't take them, I've given it my best shot. And that's enough for me. I think I probably will, maybe a tiny part of me be sad. But I think the most important thing is that he has a sibling. Mm-hmm. The next important thing is that maybe Kate gets to have a biological child. And the third most important thing is for me to carry. So I'm happy to kind of rationalize it that way. That's beautiful. And that's so intentional. Yes. And that's the beauty of of our families and how they're made and how we get to choose how it goes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we don't get to choose. Sometimes we don't have a choice. Yeah. But we have options. Yeah, that's it. And I think that's nice that we've got options and we've still got a couple of shots left. Mm. Well, I hope that it happens really soon for you all. (laughs) Thank you. I'm just putting that out into the universe. Thank you. Thanks. Yes. I'm so happy that you guys reached out to us and and shared your story. This was such an awesome conversation. And this is going to be so helpful. Like, I I can't even believe that you said for a second that your your origin story was boring or uneventful. (laughs) It's like, it was wonderful. Yeah, there's a lot. Thank you. Appreciate it. I feel like we could talk for hours. And I... Days. I mean, this is a subject I could talk forever about because you're so... 
it, you're right. When you reached out to us, it's like, yeah, yeah, we, this stuff needs to be talked about more. Us women need a mm. voice. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, as I said, we, we had an amazing midwife and there was a moment where she came around on her like final round and she said to us, it's okay. You've been on a massive journey and it's okay. And we both were like, <laughs> and like, <laughs> it, we didn't realize. Yeah, that we'd held it all in. Yeah. So yeah. tight. It's like three years. Yeah. 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 Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Aww. I love them. Anybody who writes an email to Helen is is A-OK on my list. Absolutely. I just I just love them so much. Oh, my God. I love them. I hope that their their second pregnancy comes to them easily. And I hope that they don't have a huge, long, drawn out thing. That's what we wish for everyone. Yes. And then sending baby juice after they're pregnant. Baby does. I'll let them know how hard two kids two years apart is. But I'm not going to tell them that that. before. You you just did. Well, they're not. No one listens to the outro, Jamie. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I want you guys to write to us and tell us you listen to this outro and be like, Robin, how dare you? Anywho. All right, guys. So if you haven't bought our book yet, go buy that book. Buy it for your friends, buy it for your parents if you're thinking about starting your baby-making journey. Buy it for all your friends, buy it for your straight allies. Make a straight person an ally by giving them our book. I don't yes. know. Yes. I mean, what else can you we do? You can the audio book if you want to hear us read to you. Yeah, it's, it's called- It's available on Amazon and iTunes. Yeah, the book is called If These Ovaries Could Talk, The Things We've, We've Learned, learned about, about Making an LGBTQ, LGBTQ Family. family. <laughs> all right, and if you get it, don't be afraid to review us on Amazon or Goodreads. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, Jamie, let's keep this party going. You can join us on the social. We're everywhere all the time at ovaries talk on twitter instagram and facebook Mm -hmm. if these ovaries could talk on youtube Mm -hmm. and that is a place where we you can see all of our live streams plus other random bonus content Mm -hmm. and also don't forget that our live streams are on facebook and youtube at 4 p.m eastern on thursdays Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all very true Mm -hmm. and you can support our podcast by joining our community on patreon at patreon.com slash ovaries talk and don't forget like we said, you're going to get bonus content there. So I think, much how many co- times can we say bonus content also, in like, an episode? At what point did we make too much content? It's All right. <laughs> never enough. Our sponsors, Bulldog Yoga. Cubo AI and BetterHelp. And a huge thank you for all you folks who are already our Patreon members and who are helping us make this show. We thank you. We really do thank you we so do. much. And we thank we you thank for just you so tuning much. in in general. Thank you so thank much. You. This is all right. So eggs. Ovaries. Take Helen. Out. Out. If these uh, uh, ovaries could talk, they would say, X ovaries out. <laughs>